welcome to my friend's friends podcast. I'm one of your friends, Simone, and I live in Perugia, Italy. And I'm one of your fiends, Paris, coming to you from Würzburg, Germany. So recently, Paris and I realized that we both love celebrating moments when our friends become friends and laughing about the times when interpersonal chemistry surprised us. So a couple of times a month, we'll introduce our friends from around the world to each other, talk some nonsense, and play some games, and get to know one another. Prepare yourself to want to go out and make new friends, or reconnect with old friends, to learn about how friendship takes on a different form for all of us, and to hear oodles of laughter. Hey, friend. (laughs) Hey, fiend. (laughs) This is the first episode of our podcast. Can you believe it? Uh... No, I can't, but oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I can't wait. So Paris, who is coming to hang out with us today? Today, you're going to get to meet Charlotte, who lives in Rotherham, South Yorkshire, England. And who are you bringing to hang out? Well, I am super stoked because today you're going to get to meet one of my best friends, Heather, who lives in Northern Colorado. (sighs) Excellent. This is going to be a blast. Shall we jump in? Let's do it. Thanks for being our first guest and guinea pig. I welcome. Very exciting. You guys are real friends for uh <laughs> being... <It's> not imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no I next to you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really bad math joke. Paris, the the engineer, the cutie. Thanks. Well, Charlotte. So, so Charlotte is also an engineer. Um, for both of your guys's knowledge, I uh, we met at at work where we work, and um, Charlotte also has a PhD because she's fancy and brilliant and brilliant, (laughs) fancy and brilliant. So, thank you. Oh, it's true. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So yeah, I I mean, um, like we said, thanks for joining us on the first inaugural episode of My Friends Friends podcast. Thanks for coming and like I said, mm-hmm. agreeing to be guinea, guinea pigs. So kind of what we just wanted to start out is by introducing you guys to each other and then in- introducing ourselves to you both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also what we thought would be fun and it's quite interesting, is retelling the accounts of how we met each other, which I always find one, it just tells you some interesting things about yourself. And then I feel like you learn things as well. So I might learn something because I'd, uh, I'd kind of anticipated that that might be a topic. Yeah. So today, while I was having going for a run, I was thinking about when we met Paris. Mm hmm. And some of the details are a little blurred, so (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. Just whatever you do, remember. So Charlotte was doing her PhD for the company, and so she worked in another department, but I never knew she existed at all. Like, at all. It's because I only went on the ground floor. I never came upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And in all fairness, the first two years that I worked there, there was like an extra building like not in a tech mm. center where we worked. There was like an extra building called the temporary office building that had been there for like seven years. Temporary <laughs> is apparently defined differently in England. <laughs> um, I think I think in America, we everyone had, at least where, where I lived, your school had like temporary mm-hmm. buildings. And, and I'm using the word building very uh, liberally. So I think we can also relate in a slightly different context. Yes. Where you're uh, like, <laughs> my school had those as well. And we call yes. them mobile classrooms, even though they were very much stationary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were so flimsy that this, this one kid, his name was John, and he got really, really frustrated in maths class. And he literally went straight through the wall. <sighs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just oh my out gosh. of the classroom. So Charlotte was in this other department, and then she finished her degree in 2018. Well, so that's when she was mm-hmm. going to come on full time. And I remember my boss coming and saying, "Well, we're going to be having a new uh, a new person in the department because." Well, and in my opinion, the department that she's working in has it's way overstaffed. 
which I just love. <laughs> and we, we needed people. So I, I remember thinking, because there weren't a lot of women in my department. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, it was just me and one other program manager. So not an engineer, but a program manager in the department. Okay. And it's always a really, it's not, it doesn't always happen. And I've managed to work it out better in my mind. But I was like, oh, another female engineer. What's this going to be like? Yeah. (laughs) So I just remember being a little bit apprehensive. So you, you joined in October. So in July of 2018, we went on a hike. We did this thing in Yorkshire called the the Yorkshire Three Peaks. And it's like a 24-mile walk. And you go up these peaks. And it peaks, again, it's not peaks like, I don't know how tall they are. They're still aggressive to get up, but you do this walk. Yeah. And Charlotte had come on this walk. And and so this is my recollection is just we were, we had taken a pause and she was sitting with another colleague of ours. And he is a nice guy, like no problems with him, right? He's a nice guy. Sometimes he did some funky things. And so my boyfriend and I at the time were like, who's this girl? (laughs) (laughs) Who's this girl with this guy? Like, and so I remember him asking me, are they dating? And I was like, I don't think so. I have no idea. I have no clue what this is, what's going on. And yeah. um, Charlotte has a, a lovely dog named Ruben. And um, yeah, I'm not that type of person when it comes to dogs. <laughs> Ruben's very respectful of that, though. He does. Uh, yeah. He seems to know, doesn't he? He does. And that's why I actually like him because he gives you your space. But I also remember being like, there's a dog on this walk. I just remember being a very bitter <laughs> person. But that's all really interesting because I actually don't remember any of that at all. Like, I, did we interact? I don't we have any memory of really. you being there, really. I think I offered you some but, chocolate. No, and I know, and this is the did I eat it? <laughs> So then, then I remember you joined the department and I found out that you were a runner. And so I was like, oh, do you want to go on a run? And we went on a run together. And that was like the first time that I was like, okay, huh? Like we had a conversation. Hey, it was, Charlotte. yeah, I was like, we like shared things about our lives. And I was like, well, that was, that was deep really fast. Mm-hmm. And especially because Again, it got deeper much faster, though, a little while later. That was still like three months later. Yeah, because we'd kind of just been bumbling around in the office. So Paris's desk was sort of diagonally behind me. And she'd been in the company for quite some time and had different roles. And, you know, I was very aware that she was this kind of very well-respected and experienced person. Um, also, she was all <laughs> she was all bubbly and um, quite approachable. So I would spin around on my wheelie chair every five minutes and ask her some questions about something. Yes, love a good wheelie chair. Yeah, we started to kind of become friends like that. But then there was one day, was it like February? Was it February? Mm-hmm. And we were both have, going through some kind of weird times in our personal lives. And I can't remember who invited who, but one of us invited the other one to lunch. Mm-hmm. And hmm. we went to Paris's favorite cafe, and we sat upstairs and we ordered some food. And within about six minutes, both of our entire life stories and all of our deepest secrets just came out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that's the amazing. was incredible yeah. to like find another human being who I could tell this stuff to in a complete and and be met with some genuine understanding. Mm. and we were like oh where have you been <laughs> yeah like, how have I lived this long without knowing you yeah and managed it mm-hmm. it was fabulous we were both felt so much better after that lunch I mean we hadn't solved anything we we're both still in the same predicaments that we were in but no but it makes a difference yeah, yeah. having a buddy yeah yeah 
but it, that was just a moment of clarity and a, this revelation that there was this fabulous person who'd been sat behind me for like three months and, <laughs> and we'd been coexisting and working together in, you know, harmony, but not realized how great each other was. Mm-hmm. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That was my, that was my clearest moment of, of meeting you, uh-huh. even though we'd met before that uh, point. Agreed. Felt like I really met you then. Yeah. No, it, honestly, forget all the old stuff because I was some like I don't know, very weird. Like, it was just the height where I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very real thing that in engineering, I think, because um, I felt like that too mm-hmm. after. So when Paris moved to Germany, um, I was told that there was going to be another female engineer joining um, the department, and I had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, that's so funny yeah oh i wonder what she's going to be like you know oh dear because you sort of feel like you're um standing your ground a little bit because it's it's relatively rare to be um a woman in engineering it's not sure. not as rare as it used to be but it still is a little bit so you sort of feel mm-hmm. a little bit protective of your turf yeah anyway, yeah but a similar thing has happened <laughs> turns out she's great and we're really good friends <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's so great. So that's our origin story. Yes. That's so good. My dog is playing on us right now. She's oh, like, why do you Kinga. have the door closed? What kind of dog do you have, Heather? Um, she's a mutt. She's kind of like a retriever mix. Um, she's really pretty. And she's got these big puppy dog eyes that she uses. She's, we call her a cat dog because she doesn't fetch and she hates water and she sleeps all the time. So. <laughs> I think I've got She's the opposite. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have a dog dog. I've got a dog dog. He's so much dog. He's the <laughs> doggest dog you ever met. <laughs> they sit on the couch sometimes, like making out. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> I find it repulsive. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh my gosh. But I tolerate it. Andre and I did personal visioning this last week. And on my list of like bullet points was in five years, you know, we own a dog. (laughs) Oh, I wonder how Penny's going to like that. You're kidding. Yeah. Penny's going to be 15 by that time. Oh, wow. Oh, I I hope that animals get old so fast. I know. They should never age. They should never age. Okay. So. Talking about how Heather and I met. Yes, yeah. Or what I remember, at least, which is not very much. I've realized this. Paris and I were chatting about, like, our friendship and trying to remember, like, how we met. We don't no remember memory. even, like, yeah. our first meeting. My most vivid memory that at least has to do with meeting Heather is that my husband and I, well, actually, before we were married, we yeah. were not even engaged. We were dating. But we were seriously dating. Mm-hmm. We went to the same church and we were looking for like a small group to join officially or whatever. And so we were kind of hopping around like each week we would go try out a different group. Mm-hmm. And we tried out like two, maybe two-ish groups. And then we went to the group that Heather and her husband and another couple were leading. And Heather was not there, actually. Oh, I wasn't there? (laughs) I like how the story of how you met doesn't involve Heather. It doesn't involve Heather, which is stupid, I know. But it does... But I have this vivid memory of of being in Heather's house... All these people were hanging out and I was going like, oh, I I like all these people. This is a fun group. It was very much like that clicking feeling, you know, when you mm-hmm. when you meet a group and you're like, oh, I could see myself hanging out with this group as opposed to the other two groups that were nice people. But we weren't like, you know, having that zing moment. And then I was like looking around the house, just like as we were hanging out, there was a um, framed canvas photo that was a print of uh, their wedding, Heather and Reed, oh, her yeah. husband's wedding. So they had like a big wedding photo that was printed and hanging on the wall. And it like clicked in my mind, like who Heather was, because I had seen her around, but I just hadn't ever met her. And then I was like, Oh, like I had that moment. And I also remember, and I know I've told you this, Heather, but I remember being like, she is the most beautiful person. (laughs) I had like admired her from afar, you know, being like, look, it's that pretty, (laughs) 
it's that pretty girl over there. And then I was like, oh, I'm in her house now. Like, and she's not here. This is crazy. Um, And then I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that we met like the next week at the net gathering. It was it was the summertime. I, I know that it was summer of like, what, 2014? I think, I think. so, yeah. Like, like August or yeah. something. Yeah. So... I, I'm sorry that that is not that is like the extent of like the vivid memories I have about our meeting and you're not in them. I know that's so funny. Yeah, I remember like I, I like it was like a trickle effect. Like our friendship yes. was like a bunch of mini meetings, and then all of a sudden it was just there. Like it wasn't like there yeah. was like a moment or like a thing that happened that all of a sudden we were like the best of friends. It was like I think my first memory is meeting you at church like maybe it was like early it was like after a service or something yeah and I have like I don't remember if that was like months later or but I just remember talking to you and being like oh my gosh she's so real because like you know (laughs) church people could be kind of stuffy and you have to like break them before they're like real people to you (laughs) and so yeah hi how are you you know like just super fake and and so and Simone was just so like you were just so confident in who you were and you were also like so much fun and I was like oh my gosh who is this person and how is she so like you just had so much pizzazz (laughs) oh my gosh that's well that's amazing to hear and it probably didn't hurt that we were both democrats in (laughs) probably pretty quickly in a conservative evangelical church in northern colorado (laughs) yes yes we were like you too oh my gosh we have to sit together (laughs) yeah So that, and then like, I don't know, I think, so my husband is a musician. He's a pianist and he plays classical piano and we just love like the arts in general. I danced growing up and, and all that. And then we got to go to a lot of Heather does improv theater. She does, I guess what Heather, how do you say like classical theater? Like I'm just Um, trying to like Describe no, the different like, like classical. I think like Shakespeare. No. Yeah, and I, I mean I do Shakespeare sometimes, but yeah. not that's not like my forte. Um, no. I just do like really generic theater. <laughs> no, Heather does clowning, and that is a very specific type yeah. of theater. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do some clowning. I just audition for plays and get in sometimes and yeah. do those. And but I love I love like I love making my own stuff. That's my real passion. Mm-hmm. I'd say is is like working and collaborating with people and making new scripts and new plays and things that haven't been done before. So, and I'm not a playwright, so it's like it's like a hodgepodge. It just kind of happens over the course of yeah. like nine rehearsals. You have a thing that evolves. Are you in Northern Colorado, Heather? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Fort Collins still. So we're in Northern Colorado. And she and her husband threw the best parties. I think that was another way <laughs> yeah. that we were like at their house for, I don't know, Halloween, probably that same year. Yeah. And I don't even think we had costumes, which I think we got <sighs> in trouble for. Didn't have, I probably gave you a really hard time about that. <laughs> we did. We got we got a hard time, but then we made up for it all the subsequent years. And yes, we killed you did. it with our costumes. Yes, you did. They always have thrown the best Halloween parties, Friendsgivings. There is like bobbing for apples there's in t- costume contests with like a runway it gets real fun yeah so we enjoyed any time with them yeah doing all that kind of stuff yeah parties are fun we love parties I feel like we haven't thrown a party in forever I feel like I'm out of out of practice our other big one that we do is the fourth of July party we do like a adult slip and slide relay race party and it's so fun that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> I was that kid, right? Growing up, my neighbours, when me and my sister were quite small, they had a sloping garden and uh-huh. and they used to kind of unroll this sheet of plastic and put a hose pipe at the top with some washing up liquid on it. So it was really slippy. And and the younger kids, like my sister, she's younger than me and her friends would all go round and they'd be bombing down this thing like seals on the bellies. <laughs> And I would really tentatively kind of tiptoe up to the top of the, top of the plastic and sit down, shuffle off the end, maybe spin round if I, onto my tummy if I was feeling really brave, and then just really awkwardly like utch all the way down to the bottom. Oh, absolutely horrible! Oh I don't, man, I would not have thought that of you. 
yeah, yeah. that's not for me. I mean, I, I think the fun part of being an adult and doing kids stuff is like, you think that it's easy, like being like going down a slip inside. You're like, isn't this an easy thing to do? Kids just like haul themselves down these things. And as an adult, you have so much fear and like understanding of how, what it feels like to hurt your body. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like fun to watch these like big grown men be like, ah, and then they get really scared right before they go. <laughs> And so like really part of the fun is like watching people attempt to slip and slide and our yard is not <laughs> slopey. So it's like very flat. So we really grease it up, um, which that took some um, experimenting the first year. Oh, I felt so bad. We used Dr. Bronner's, which seemed like a good idea because it really sets up, but it got in the first person's eyes and it was like peppermint. That's the soap I have, Charlotte, in my that I had in my shower. Ah, uh, okay. It's like a biodegradable soap. So I was like, oh, this is good. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On our yard, yeah. Every time somebody <laughs> would come to my house and shower, I would say, this is the only soap I have. And as a precaution, don't leave it on your private parts too long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so anybody, they were like, okay. That's okay. Fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, is, it really has a, a very sensational feeling. <laughs> okay. I love it. You guys, that was so fun. I loved hearing about everybody's meet. I almost called it a meet and greet. I was just telling Paris that I was thinking about like how Paris met Charlotte, how Charlotte met Paris, how Simone met Heather, how Heather met Simone, just like how Harry met Sally, how (laughs) Sally met Harry. That was going through my brain. All right. Our next segment that we are going to attempt is there's a list of questions that you might have heard about. It was kind of going around the internet a couple of years ago. And this psychologist, Arthur Aaron, created this list of 36 questions where if you ask these questions to anybody, you're supposed to fall in love. So we're just taking a snip and we have chosen the first question in the list, which the the questions go from progressively kind of more just like get to know you to, okay, what's your deepest, darkest secret? So, I mean, feel free to like jump down to the bottom (laughs) of the list if you want. But our first question is, I'm sorry, Paris. I I think I told you that I was going to have you ask this. Do you want to ask it? Sure. (laughs) Okay. So given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you have as a dinner guest? Alive? Do they have to be alive now? No, it can be anyone, dead or alive. In between. (laughs) Don't know what that means, but (laughs) whatever that means. Okay. I know. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to say Mr. Rogers. I'm really and I'm loving all of the like Mr. Rogers love that the culture is is giving and he just sounded like such an amazing authentic quirky person so I'm I have big Mr. Rogers love in my life and I want to meet him so Charlotte do you know who Mr. Rogers is I don't know who Mr. Rogers is so we have um in the U.S., public public broadcast services. I think that's what PBS stood for. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the public television mm-hmm. shows. And you've heard of Sesame Street? Yeah. Okay, so shows like Sesame Street and Lamb Chops. I don't know if you've heard of that one, Lamb Chops, Sing Along or Play Along or whatever it was. So there were I these- think Lamb Chop was from... Oh, Maybe you're right. No. Was Lamb Chop alone? No, Lamb Chops is separate, I thought. Okay. Yeah. So rewind, forget that. But basically it was public <laughs> television for children. And one of the shows on there was Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he mm-hmm. was just somebody that pretty much every kid who grew up in the nineties and possibly later or earlier, I don't yeah. know. I grew yeah. up in the nineties. So mm-hmm. you just, you knew that it was mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers neighborhood and he would teach kids about things. And it was just a really pleasant show. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love, he had like a picture frame on the wall and he would teach you about how something worked every time. Mm-hmm. And so like go, the camera would like zoom in on the picture frame and you'd like learn how peanut butter was jarred, you know, or like, mm-hmm. You'd like go to a factory or you'd like meet someone who did this job that you didn't know about. And oh, it's so fun. It was such a good show. Yeah. And he did a lot of like imaginary, he did a lot of like puppets and mm-hmm. imaginary play. And um, I mean, he got into stuff like racism or, you know, death or mm-hmm. actually really deep things that it was hard for people to 
um, talk to kids about. And he was like, oh, like we need to talk to kids in a calm, loving way that celebrates creativity and imagination and Mm. beautiful stuff. Yeah. Any other dinner guests out there coming to our party? Well, so I have an idea and it's because I have a book on my desk. Well, I have lots of books on my desk, actually, because I recently, since we've been working from home during this pandemic, I figured I've been sitting down so long. I sit at my laptop kind of all through the day and then some evenings as well, because that's how social lives work now. Yeah. Um, And I was just doing too much sitting. So I thought I'd make myself like a standing up desk. So I piled up all these books on my desk to put my monitor (laughs) on and um, put my keyboard on. And then I have a big stack that I put my mouse on. And the one that I keep at the top of the mouse mat pile is A Children's Treasury of Milligan by Spike Milligan. Do you know him? No. No. I think he's dead now. I'd be surprised if he isn't. Um. But he was an all-round good guy. So there's a little bit of a thing about him in the back of here. So he was born in India in 1918, and his career as a musician, actor, poet, scriptwriter, and novelist spans 50 years. He also wrote something like 100 letters a day. Um, what? Yeah, just to people about stuff they had opinions about. Um, he was an animal rights campaigner, oh. funny guy, just all-round good guy. And I think... Yeah. Oh, he is dead because on his uh, <laughs> on his gravestone it says something like, "I told you I was ill." <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so he's like a prankster a little bit, really silly, but yeah, really serious in his causes, but really silly in his work. Mm. So my favorite one that my dad and my granddad used to tell me, and it's in this book I've just found it. It's called Soldier Freddy. And it goes, Soldier Freddy was never ready, but Soldier Neddy, unlike Freddy, was always ready and steady. That's why when Soldier Neddy is outside Buckingham Palace on guard in the pouring wind and rain being steady and ready, Freddy is at home in Beddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's all little things like that that's really funny. And um, mm. another one, just a really short one that goes, there are holes in the sky where the rain gets in but they're only small that's why rain is thin (laughs) (laughs) it was a whole book of silly things Um, yeah it's nice because if work is getting a little bit tedious i can just open this and give myself Mm. a giggle (laughs) so perhaps he would be an interesting dinner guest i think so too oh yeah yeah i love that i there's so many but i think the one that i would today the one that i would pick today um, would probably be Gilda Radner. Um, she was an SNL uh, Saturday Night Live actress a long, long, long time ago. She was like one of the, I think she was in the, like the original cast. Original cast, yeah. yeah. Um, and she passed away really young from cancer, but some of her like iconic characters are just the funniest. And she was like, mm. she was like the first funny woman to like mm. show <laughs> those funny men that women could be funny and mm. and like really create their own characters and be more than just the bumbling girlfriends or wives. And she was also just so she would like find a really tough subject and then like find a way to make it funny and like get people to laugh about it. And so she was just, I, she's just someone that is so brave um, to me. And I think because she passed away so young, it would be cool to spend some more time with her because her time was so short and it was such a, like, it was just this bright spark, like for this short amount of time that she was famous. And then she got sick and kind of just slowly passed on. And so um, it'd be cool to, to get to know her. Mm-hmm. And I think she's been, she's always been such an inspiration for me. Um, you know, out of like all those people that are inspiring to me in the theater world, she's one that just tackled her work with like just such a ferocity. Like she is just mm-hmm. so cool. So I think I'd love, and it would just be a fun dinner. She would be a hoot. So yeah. always important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. guests. <laughs> We need we need good food and laughs. Yeah, so. do the slip and slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would definitely she would she would do the slip and slide, but I bet she would not do it the way you think she would. Yeah. <laughs> well, so now, not to take this to a what some people might be considering a depressing turn, <laughs> but the person that comes to mind would be my mom. So um, she passed away when I was 15, so almost 16 years ago. 
And um, similar to like what you've said, Heather, I just think it would be really, really interesting to have dinner with her again. And um, that's actually, I've only had, so I dream quite vividly and Charlotte and Simone both know this. (laughs) Guys, this crazy thing happened. Um, And one of the only, one of the only couple of dreams I've had about my mom was actually sitting down and eating with her. And so kind of in a very selfish way, I would totally like to have dinner with her to just kind of see what she thinks about what's, what, what, what's happened in the past 16 years. Right. And then kind of what I'm doing. And I, I didn't get to know her as an adult either. So that she was very much, uh, how do I put it? <laughs> I, she was a special character. <laughs> she was very lovely, but she had a big spark a lot of the time mm. that was spent yelling at us. And mm. so I just mm. don't have a lot of adult memories with her. And so that's something that I think having dinner with her would be a great way to create an adult memory with her. So yeah. that's what I would choose. Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. You do start to see your parents differently, I think, when you... Well, I think the moment when you realize that they are their own mm. people, as well as the people who provide for you and clean for you and do your laundry and cook your dinner and that sort of stuff I think you really realize that when you move out mm. you know mm-hmm. you move out of home and you go oh what this is hard <laughs> this is really hard yeah and then yeah. and then mum goes off and and like learns the ukulele and mm-hmm. plays ping pong and has friends of her own <laughs> and you just suddenly realize that she's this cool woman Mm-hmm. without me and my sister <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see any of it growing up I didn't see it mm-hmm. until I left home yeah mm-hmm. I mean it makes yeah. sense it's such like a power dynamic of like parents and kids and and we need that or us kids would be a disaster right mm-hmm. and then when you get to adulthood it like I mean your parents are always still going to be somebody that has like a bit of authority in your lives but it evens a bit and I think you can see them more clearly and you and yeah and like you've mentioned like you appreciate what they have to go through because we're mm-hmm. now experiencing some of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I think in even just every year that goes on, I'm like, Oh, my parents are real people. <laughs> I'm like, and the they things that lives. they do that, yeah, yeah. The, the things that they do that are crazy to me or wonderful, like all have tons of history and you don't, you don't get to think about that when you're a kid. Cause you're like kind of self-involved, yep. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, so another quick plug. So Charlotte's mother actually has made our little intro music as well as kind of our bridge segment music. So you guys can't hear that yet, but when the episode comes out, that's so Charlotte's mom has actually made that for us. So I'm really, really really excited. Yeah. Oh my God. Harris asked me if I would do it and I thought I'm just going to make an absolute train wreck of this. My mom is genius at that sort of thing. (laughs) Well, some contracted the request. <laughs> yeah. And she's just started a YouTube channel, right? On the ukulele? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so and fun. it's in uh, proper lockdown style. It's kind of lots of lots of mums all next to each other <laughs> oh playing God. different ukuleles. She's got I'll probably get this wrong, but I think she's got something like seventeen different ukuleles and uh, and some of them my dad actually made for her. So wow. he does all the recording and the editing and yeah, they have quite a nice time, I think. But she's she's really good. So there will be wow. links to her page and channel whenever we get this pub. <laughs> Simone will help yes, with that. We will. It'll happen. <laughs> It'll happen. Okay, we're gonna jump in to our next segment, and Paris, you're gonna tell us all about it. And I think this is actually almost like we could not have planned this better. Yeah. Because so for those of you listening. The squad cast that we use, you actually can see each other on video. So, which is kind of a nice thing that we get to respond to yeah. how we're responding. <laughs> we get body we get language. Body language. Okay. So this, this is yes. very quick, but we thought we might play a game, but, or you two would play a game. Um, one games are literally, it's going to be one minute long. Yeah. yeah. So games okay. are obviously a very fun way to connect. Um, and also, so is arguing. <laughs> so this, is a, this is a game where you're going to argue. Um, so Heather, so I've spent 
uh, four years living in England um, before I moved to Germany. And that's where I met Charlotte. Um, Mm -hmm. And so after living in the UK, certainly my language was modified. Bits of my speech. Mm -hmm. And we now have decided I have an affect on how I talk. Although I have a feeling that being mm. with two other Americans, my speech is very much American. On the way, Paris. Yeah. yeah. There's no evidence you were ever in Huddersfield. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so now that in general, I have no idea what I should be saying, what words I should be using, when or whatever. Um, one of the most fun <laughs> things I did in the office was debate the difference in the meaning of words. So what we thought was kind of a little bit of a debate of British English versus American English. However, yeah. one of the things, I think the, the only one that Charlotte and I pointedly debated, which I just thought was completely ridiculous, happens to be what I think you're wearing right now, Charlotte. My dungarees. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so if I just stand up slightly for the benefit of those on video it's not a romper it's overalls heather oh yeah (laughs) it has a pocket you know and and legs it's so cute a dungaree that's such a cute word (laughs) i love it so i can't believe that that is literally what i've chosen and you are wearing And I was telling, I was telling Simone, I was like, I don't even, so most of my words I adapted to British English. There were just a couple that I just couldn't because I felt stupid saying them. Most of them, yes. Overalls, no, not at all. And so what? (laughs) But so wait, so when I was telling Simone, I was like, I don't even remember what the British word is for them. It took me like 10 minutes of discussing it where I was like, I think they're actually called dungarees. (laughs) <laughs> because overall, overalls are something else what are some other examples because i'm i'm just thinking of pronunciations differences oh, which is not like so there are many in, in like just sticking with the clothing theme oh, there's loads we've got the dungarees and the overalls question we've got vest mm-hmm. versus which is not the same thing so i to me a vest is is like a sleeveless t-shirt that's what like, I'm tank like top. wearing it's now. And you, you guys call top? it a tank top. A tank top. Because, <laughs> because a vest to you is like a knitted sleeveless jumper. But that's yeah, a tank like top. A, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and I say jumper right. and you probably say sweater or something. <laughs> but to me, yeah. a sweater is like a jersey fabric, very specific kind of a jumper. So wait, what do you call a vest? It's like a sleeveless sweater. That's what I would call a vest. They call it a tank top. No. I've no. heard that I've heard that that was what they told me is that this is where it gets confusing because sometimes they they actually mean the opposite things just of the other. That one. might be a sweater, like a sleeveless knitted V-neck thing that you might There's wear. Sweater vest. That's probably that a sweater. Have, yeah, but they could have sleeves. I don't know if we have a word for that. It's okay. not really something people wear unless they're playing golf. <laughs> so for this next segment, we're gonna have you guys. Do a quick debate. You're going to get 30 seconds each, and you are going to tell us what word we should be using when we are referring to dungarees or overalls and exactly what those things mean. Charlotte was going to go first. We are going to put the timer on, and you're going to have 30 seconds starting. Three, two, one. Okay, so dungarees are a very specific kind of clothing. They've got legs, they've got like a bib, and they've got these sort of uh, braces. Um, but an overall is like a boiler suit. It has full legs, full arms, and poppers up the front and pockets in, and it's what you would work in. You know, you might do, you would fix a boiler in it, or... Um... <laughs> There's gonna be there's no need to be so many explanations what... here. Yeah, I don't know whether you maybe down. you have a different word for it for for like a boiler suit kind of overall. Oh, time is up. <laughs> oh my gosh, a boiler suit. It's like oh wow, and a bit. Like I want to go a over a heart suit. Um, yeah, like a like a just yes. suit, right? Like a but 
Yeah. And it, and it overall, I guess, it, I guess like we're breaking down the words overall, it's meant to go over all of your clothes, which it does. It goes over on top of everything else. My Heather, are you going now? What's happening? Oh, I thought you said it was, it was my turn. Okay, now it is go. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, overalls are like what Pippi Longstockings wears and, and they're like cute summer clothes and you put them over all of your other clothes. I don't think it has to cover all your skin. It has to go over all of your other clothes. Um, and a, a jumpsuit is like the full, like you're working in it. It's not a, it's not a common um, apparel. I don't think most people would have a jumpsuit in their closet, but most women Three, probably, or two, kids have overall time. <laughs> I don't know. I think think Charlotte made the case there, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. 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 You can win, Charlotte. A jumpsuit is kind of like what you might wear if you were a racing driver, like a a racing suit. You know, the fireproof suits that they have with the little kind of tab across the Mm -hmm. neck. That's like a a jumpsuit. Well, that could be overalls as well, but definitely not dungarees. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I like the like hierarchy of like is it a rectangle or is it a square is it a square rectangle or? we we had a list that I kept at my desk of all of the words that were oh, different yeah it oh. was good yeah we my husband and I argue all the time because I grew up on the east coast and so we use some English words still and so we call when your car goes in a circle and everyone has to spin off to their road we call it a rotary which I believe is what you call it in England, right? No. Do you mean a roundabout? roundabout. You call it a roundabout? Yeah. Oh, man. I was we don't wrong. have to tell your husband that you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> rotary. Oh, my God. Yeah, we call it a rotary. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to tell him. He's, he'll never hear this part. We'll cut, it out. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it out. So, Paris, I know we didn't write this one down, but like this is a super quick segment, and I want to throw it in there for us. Sorry, you guys. We don't want to keep you more than an hour, but we are really close. It was actually four. So, I have forty. It was minutes. actually forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is our first time. We're going to make lots of tweaks. It's going to be beautiful. The next thing that I wanted to have us do was to, for just the two of you, if you guys are throwing a dinner party, I would love to hear from one of you. Either the menu that you would like, I mean, and it can be like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or it could be filet mignon, jelly, like whatever you feel like. Yep. And then from the other one, I want to hear like the playlist that you would like to play at said dinner party if you guys are tag teaming a dinner party together. So since Charlotte started with the dungarees, what if Heather, do you want to pick either? <laughs> Tell us about some of your favorite dinner party foods that you would want to do or music choice either way. Okay. Is it okay? If it, so, um, okay. Uh, so t- I'm like a really bad cook, um, but I've been watching um, Nadia Hussein's <gasps> yes! movie, uh, that her like, New special on, on time to eat. What's it called? Um, it's called time to eat. And um, I am obsessed with it because everything is like totally doable. And I'm like not a good cook, but I made like this morning, you like basically make the beginning of an omelet and then you put a tortilla on top of it I and then you roll that. it up. And it was really good. And then I made, so this is what I would make because I feel like it seems fancy, but it was so easy. She had this like beet taglatelli recipe. And I added chicken to it because I have to eat a lot of protein right now. And so we added chicken to it and we like, you have a little feta on top and it's all you do is like blend up beets, but it looked really pretty and it tasted really good. Mm. So I think that would be my, that, and then I would probably, I haven't tried any of her dessert recipes yet, but her her desserts also look super easy. So I'm sort of obsessed with her right now because everything takes like 10, 15 minutes and it looks fancy. And that's kind of my like, how much little effort can I put in and have it be impressive, you know? No, that's that's the key question. Yeah. Charlotte, do you have any jams for us for a hypothetical dinner party? Any jams? Um, yeah. What tends to always happen at my parties is everybody just puts, plugs their phone into the speakers. And when 
if if Paris is there, if we've got either of our phones, there's loads of Weezer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the best way of doing it. I've tried to make playlists before, and yeah. they never go down very well. So I like the totally. plug your own in idea. You have friends on Rotary. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm go- I'm coming. I'm just waiting for my invite, you guys. It's going to be great. So the the last thing we want to just talk about recommendations. So the one podcast that I listen to, Simone is a lot more adept at this stuff, but I listen to one podcast in German and they always kind of do a recommendation of the week. And so I thought, oh, that's a really brilliant idea. And I end up looking at these recommendations. So we thought that it would be really great if everybody shares a recommendation of what's bringing them joy right now, or what possibly is inspiring friendship. So I, when I went to the the town hall on Friday, we got to go, I went to a bookstore because bookstores are now open in Germany and bought this book called A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara, which I'm probably butchering, but it's that's what I spent all day today reading <laughs> between the couch and my bed. I read 330 pages today, <laughs> just 350 yeah, more to go. That's, good. Uh, that's great. Oh my so that's kind of my recommendation. It's about four friends and I've, I've really quite enjoyed reading about this, the, their friendship. So that's my recommendation. Hmm. My recommendation is a new podcast that I, new to me podcast that I'm really into. Um, it's called Poetry Unbound and it is by the On Being. I guess they're a production company. Oh, yeah. You know them? Yeah. On Being. The host name is Padraig Otuma. He's an Irish theologian, he's a poet. Very cool. Specifically, episode 17 is a really cool episode. The structure of the podcast is that they're 10-minute episodes. And basically, he reads a poem, and then he talks about it for like eight minutes. And he just says, like, this is why it's beautiful or funny or this is what this means or this way, you know, it's special or means something or, you know, kind of like breaks it down a little bit for you so you can really appreciate it. And then he finishes it, the episode by reading the poem again. That's cool. And you can hear it with all those things in mind. So I've been loving it. It's so cool. He's got a very soothing voice. It's a great one. So anyways, season one, episode 17 covers... Emily Dickinson's poem, 1383, and it's specifically touching on friendship and Mm. how friendship can be something that is beautiful, can rekindle over time, can burn you, can, you know, just it has a lot of this fire imagery and it's really fun. So that's my recommendation. Did anything popping into your guys' head of just even just if you're reading or listening to or watching anything that you're excited about? Well, something that um, that I've kind of started doing recently, and it's a whole different kind of friendship because one of the major people in my life is actually a horse. Hmm. And for a lot, a long time at the beginning of the um, kind of lockdown period, the the yard where my horse lives was closed, mm-hmm. so I didn't see him for like five weeks or something, which is ages. Aww. And it gave me a lot of time to think about my training methods with him and um the connection and that kind of stuff so the the training that i do with him is called straightness training and it's this academy everything is online but i do some i do some kind of training clinics with him in person with some of the trainers and it's so fabulous and it's all about the connection with the horse and getting them supple and gymnastically ready to carry a rider all that kind of stuff kind proper kind training but since uh, lockdown the lady who started it all who's called uh, Marika she has been doing this straightness training self-mastery mm-hmm. she's called it and it's all about getting to know yourself and she's saying things like uh we need to take control of our inner crocodile and and let the detective out of the box because the crocodile is the thing that wants to sit in bed all day and eat chocolate <laughs> and convinces mm-hmm. you that you should sit in bed all day and eat chocolate and the inner detective says, well, why do you want to do that? Like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't you be happier if you <laughs> didn't sit in bed all day and eat chocolate? Maybe you can do that for a few hours mm. today because it's nice and you need to relax and then you can mm. do something else. And, and your inner detective needs to come out and you need to get rid of your crocodile. 
Um, so that's one of the concepts that she's been talking about. So I don't know whether this um, whether this group, the self mastery group, is available generally if you wanted to join it. But it's a Facebook group, um, and she does live sessions and, and puts all the videos on there. I don't know whether you'd be able to join that or whether you have to already be a member of the straightness <laughs> training group. Um, yeah. so this might be a rubbish recommendation if you actually can't get in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> but something... that's no, it's not new since the pandemic started that has um, had a lot of helpful stuff in there to help you reconnect with your I mean, horse even what you've just mentioned because you've literally outlined my day today <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was hardly any chocolate involved uh, but there were a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and i did read so i do feel a little bit like a little bit higher intellectual status because i was reading and not sleeping i don't know whatever so that's very no, that's interesting good. of thinking because you're exactly right like part of me feels like not happy with the day i mean i'm i'm, I'm content with it but in in previous times it's similar right you would you you end mm-hmm. up doing this and you're like why am i doing this i do a lot with a procrastinating thing you know and and she's had had us add up all the time or, or approximate how much time we've spent doing these bad and inverted commas habits and the things that we don't necessarily want to be doing but our inner crocodile convinces us that it's the easier way mm-hmm. and then yeah. and you add up how much time you spent doing those things or those behaviors or doing nothing and and you go whoa like that's mm-hmm. a long time i could yeah. have achieved a lot that's been a really mm-hmm. nice group to be a part of mm-hmm. during lockdown because it's kind of easy to get stuck in a rut while you can't go anywhere cool mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think my recommendation um, would be, so I I feel like they have some friends and some family members that are not good talkers. And right now it's a hard time mm-hmm. to continue a relationship with those people because it feels like talking is what we have. And um, especially those people like, you know, I, in Colorado, we can like stand six feet apart from each other and talk, but I have a lot of people that are long distance. And so um, it's just a trickier time to continue those relationships but we played charades the other day um on on like a video chat service and it was so fun because I hadn't like laughed with my brother in a while and like we everybody like pulled up on their phones like just different charade topics you could do and they just picked what they Mm -hmm. wanted and then they had a team member in a little video box and Mm -hmm. you know Tommy would act it out and then I would have to guess what he was doing and you, so you'd have a teammate that wasn't in your household and then it wasn't too many people talking at once. And it was like just nice to get out of our heads and into our bodies and like feel like we were spending time like having a relationship without it needing to mm. be like, so how's work? How's the pandemic? You know, um, yeah. and it was just so refreshing. And like because, you know, Zooming can get really exhausting and yeah. and phone calls and and especially with some of my friends and family members, it's just like really tough to get them to open up. And so it just felt good to be like, Hey, we spent time together. We made a memory, even though we can't see each other for, uh, for who knows how mm-hmm. long. And um, yeah, it was just like so fun mm-hmm. and it was so simple. It was like such a simple thing, yeah. uh, but it was like a really beautiful. And it, that was like the highlight of my last like two weeks. It was like, Oh my gosh, it was so fun. So cool. Wow. I'm gonna try that. Uh, I've been trying yeah. to find games to play Some online trades. like that other than like a quiz we did charades with some friends a few weeks back and we loved it. Well, you guys, thank you so much. This was like so fun. Charlotte, Heather, hope you guys are friends. Yeah, <laughs> so nice to know you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, we really, really appreciate it. And um, thank you for having us. Hopefully, other people enjoy the conversation. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I had a blast. So. Oh, and I just wanted to tell Charlotte and Heather and all of our new friends that you guys can find us at myfriendsfriendspod.com. You can find us on Instagram at myfriendsfriendspod. And you can email us at myfriendsfriendspod at gmail.com. All right. We'll let you go. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, we just did a thing.